you have any any questions or comments or disagreements we're open to them all folks or we can just all go home and go to bed <laughs> and I can't go to bed I gotta hang up pictures and my kids are in the <laughs> he said it's not bedtime, you silly. <laughs> oh, no, that's true. <laughs> Caleb started off like usual. No. Nope, you're not going to wait for today? You don't have anything? I'm holding my tongue. I talk too much, man. No, you don't talk too much. You don't talk oh. enough. That was very meaningful. What's that? That was a very meaningful sermon. Thank you. Help me to think of the gospel again, that the gospel is not continually judging myself. That that is the opposite of the gospel. And the good news is that Christ is loving me right now. Accepting that you're accepted never gets old to me. That always tears me up. That's, I think, like what you're saying about, like, maybe it's a strong word to say brainwashing, but, you know, conditioning, I guess, growing up super uh, conservative makes it really, really hard. It, it's like a built-in bolster. It's a built-in barrier that you have to break through, you know, to accept that you're accepted. And I really like that turn of phrase on loving your neighbor as yourself, putting the focus on loving yourself first because you don't love yourself and you don't have the capacity to love other people. It's all, I, I think we talked about this recently, but I think that's why religion exists. That's why it's, it's a practice. You know, it's, it's, you don't ever just get it down pat and you understand it. But that's why this institution and others like it exists is so that like we have to keep reminding ourselves these things. It's, it's work. It's not easy. And, but I think it's about, it's, it's like the only paddle that we have in this freaking storm of our <laughs> screwed up minds. Yeah. I'm kidding. I, I think that loving all is increasingly difficult in that now in this information world, People have information streams that they're in, and they stay within that stream. And if it's not in that stream, it's wrong. Yeah. Um, I had a scary conversation yesterday with a young man who has really messed himself up with crystal meth for many years, and he totally shocked the hell out of me when he started explaining to me why Trump is such a wonderful president. And that um, uh, Hillary, he, he's one of these people that believes that Hillary, Hillary ran a child. <laughs> and I, I just, my mind is is twisting around how in the world could this guy believe be believing that? And so I said, where do you get your information? And he went right down the list, even on dark web stuff uh, that is all propaganda or you know, see they wouldn't call it propaganda yeah. 
this is the truth. And that's why we have fake news, because fake news says, no, Hillary didn't have a child porn ring. Um, and, you know, it just, I, it, it makes loving more difficult when people are in completely separate streams of information. Um, and that's why I think a lot of times our love has to be action because the words will, are not going to cross that barrier. Yeah. You know? Um, and the guy knows he can come back and talk and explain to me how I'm wrong. I put my AirPods in my ears and he said, oh, take those out because that's frying your brain. <laughs> I'm just going, oh, brother. <laughs> so I took them out. And then when he left, I put him back in. <laughs> of course, coming to revolution, I didn't want to fry my brain, so I yeah, okay. in right <laughs> But I see we laugh at that stuff, but these people fervently believe that. You know? Yeah. Um, I loved the display of the racism of the '60s in Green Door uh, because I was in high school in those years. I had no idea that the stuff depicted in Green Door was going on in 1962. Um, And we're so close to overt racism, but now we have white supremacy and awful racism going on in this country. Um, So I, I, I think following God's will today is extremely difficult in some instances. Um, and it would be a lot easier to just go with the flow. Again, you and I were talking. I think that's why people join these super churches where they have a minister that says, you do exactly what I say and you're going to be safe. And people suspend their own evaluation of the material because they want to be safe. I miss it a little bit. I miss certainty a bit. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. There's the part of certainty that I kind of dug. You know, where I can be like, oh, I know that I know that I know. You know, I just... Yeah, yeah. I can sleep at night. Now it's like, oh, I don't know if life has meaning anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to give you, uh, you know, just like you so eloquently stayed in your faith doubt book, uh, you have given me permission to some days I'm not sure Christ was God. I think maybe he was just a damn good social justice guy. Some days I think he was a prophet. Some days, generally when I'm closer to nature, like on the North Shore of Lake Superior, I know Christ is God. Uh, And and so what I used to see as a failing in myself, I just say I accept it as a human being. But it doesn't mean that I don't stop seeking God's will in my life and following it however I possibly can. Amen. Amen. So... Thank you. You know, Jesus at one point says, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? And I've said this before, but for me that's been a really helpful scripture because I feel like it's it's Christ saying he understands that, especially in this time that we live in, with so much information just pounding us, all of the time and all of the anguish and the destruction in our lives that he understood that our our mental and emotional infrastructure 
would be so damaged. You know, it's like he's saying, I understand that it will be difficult to believe, but, you know, we just have to cling to what, what Jay said today, that ultimately what matters is that we understand in this moment that Christ, Christ has mercy on us. And if we don't believe anything else, just to understand that he understands how difficult it is for us to believe. You know, he's... I remember the um, editor of Christian Century, which is a pretty fundamentalist um, publication in those years, had a piece which was just wonderful satire on what the songs should really say that are sung in the church. That's where I get that line. The church's one foundation is tax deductible. But another one, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming out of the superiority of, well, I go to First Baptist Church or Salvation Army. Um, and I'm telling you, you're in trouble and you're going to go to hell. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to say how I appreciate your vulnerability. Oh, thank you. I know um, how hard that's got to be going through going through a divorce and making that so public. Um, I, growing up in the church, we were always looked upon the pastor as being the best, the mm-hmm. supreme, and that they were of no fault. And just to see you're just as real as the rest of us, maybe. And to see that even you question things, I think is, uh, for me as, you know, I, that, that, that speaks to me more than the best sermon anybody could preach to me. Because you're speaking from the heart and you're speaking truth. Um, and as somebody who is a part of the LGBT community, um, to to um, to see somebody that's that's unconditionally showing grace um, that that also sh- speaks more volumes than what my my church or my family or anybody could preach to me about. Thank you. That's the world to me to hear. I really need to hear that kind of encouragement right now. So thank you. Uh, you mentioned that you're you've been crying out to God a bit recently and not hearing anything back. Yeah. But, uh, it just reminds me of, I think Peter talk, Peter Rollins talks a lot about how Jesus was on the cross and cried out to God. And yeah, said, I'm back. Yeah. Like forsaken. Yeah, and mm-hmm. didn't seem to get much of a response. And if you uh, think of the Easter story, if you, like, it seems like the end of the first gospel mark is maybe written by someone else or yeah. written later. Yeah. But if you go by where it ends, uh, perhaps in the original, 
it seems like there's kind of a hard stop where Jesus dies after this incident and there's just a vague hope that maybe he's in a, another town because he, he's not in the in the grave but I was just thinking that if you're experiencing that same experience that maybe there's some comfort in that because yeah, and it comes back to the doubt concept because if you're always trying to seek certainty in a book like the Bible or in in this figure of God that we have in our head, uh, perhaps um, we're always going to find out that there's a lackingness in that thing we're trying to get comfort from. That there isn't a wholeness and completeness in God itself whatever that means so trying to figure out how to love the odd predicament that we're in that everyone is lacking everything is lacking but to have grace anyways it's uh it's kind of a cool situation to be in depending on your perspective things that (laughs) we're all messed up you know even things that we've always thought had crazy amounts of certainty behind it maybe there isn't that wholeness there so let's just try to do the best we can with what we got Rilke wrote about not just looking for the answers but loving the questions yeah Mm -hmm. and sometimes the church has really been responsible for the suppression of truth um, it is my understanding that Bonhoeffer wrote five major books and four of them were translated into English. The fifth was a book where, as a highly respected Christian, he was saying it was okay to be gay. Yeah. So the one, only book that's not in English translation, um, I think some of the churchmen in the country said, well, we, we don't need to translate that one. <laughs> yeah. For heaven's we'll sake. skip that one. Oh, jeez. It's absurd how long this has taken. It's absurd, man. It's, it is it's insane. Just, it really is. Like once you step out of that, like, that culture of, of uh, exclusivism, you know, like, once once you realize, once you step out of the culture, and even if you still cling to the Bible, yeah. if you can read it without that lens, without that filter, yeah. it's like, what is happening here? Like, what is going on? Where is all this hatred and this fear? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I know we. I, I know we're an echo chamber. I know that we all. I'm not convincing anyone of anything new, but like it's just it's absurd. It really is. It's about freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's close it there. Say hello to each other and. Uh, I've had a lot to drink as far as sodas, so I'm going to go to the restroom and then I'll come out and say hello. A post-Christian production.